Welcome back to Path to Business, the podcast. This is episode number 25. Today we are chatting with the queen of clean again, Sarah from Go Clean Co. and learning all about the path that she's taken to get to where she is today. We learned some tips and tricks from her about how she grew her business. My favorite part was asking her the rapid fire questions that didn't end up being that rapid. Definitely not mad about that. So let's dive right in. Path to Business, the podcast. We are your hosts, Luke and Bethany Barrett. We're a husband and wife team building a legacy with our three children that we're so damn proud of. Full-time wedding photographer and videographer operating a thriving six-figure business. We share all our best strategies from the lessons that we've learned along the way. Featuring other amazing businesses so you can genuinely get inspired. This This is is your path to business. What would be some tips that you would give to others who are interested in starting a similar business? Obviously, there's tons of people who do cleaning, but maybe perhaps like the the social media side, you know, like the Instagram thing. I mean, you know, I don't know if you follow, but I actually followed, I don't know if you know who she is even, but um, the UK version, I call it, of of you is uh, Mrs. Hinch. That's who I follow. I follow Mrs. Hinch. Of course. I like I would really love to talk to her one day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think from like the early days yeah. where she's like, you know, really scrubbing stuff. She's yeah. di- it's a little bit different. Her, you know, vibe has changed a little bit now where she's, you know, it's more about her family and things like that. And she offers, you know, she does different stuff, yeah. but yeah, no, I know, you know, that that's pretty cool too, to me. Like I could, like when I look at her, I love watching her stories and then she has like her Mrs. Hinge dish soap. Like, you know, I, I know. isn't that so cool? And I'm always like, oh my gosh. Like, and then she opens up like her Mrs. Hinch box and like, that's all PNG products. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then yeah. she walks into like the dollar store or whatever, or wherever it is, Poundland there. And she's like, look, it's me. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I love it. And I think she's really down to earth. Do you know what I mean? She's a regular person. So, and that's who I like to identify with kind of, but yeah. And so, yeah, I've been following her for a long time, but I had no, like, there was no ever thought that it would ever be like this. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. So she, obviously her, I like, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it's okay. Tips for other people who'd be interested in starting something similar, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, even just if we want to bl- do a blanket statement, not even a, something similar, I just think it's really important to give out valuable information and not, not expect anything from people. Yeah. I know that might sound difficult, might be hard to pill to swallow, but I think it's so valid. It's the same in my business. Like we, I give more than I ever expect to receive. And I find that that has just been, you know, <laughs> well, look, you're here. So somehow magic, you know, whatever manifestation has happened. Right. So I believe in karma too. Like it's kind of, I think that it's really important to me that people's houses are clean. And the fact, like I get a lot of jollies off the fact that, you know, I know that all these people are scrubbing their houses and they're living better lives because of, you know, what I put out there. So, but that being said, from a social media or an entrepreneurial point of view, um, I think that there's a lot online about, 
and believe me, I've taken a lot of social media courses and I've done a lot of background reading. And, you know, like, like I said, like I follow Jillian Harris, I do all of those things, yeah. um, you know, and watch what she's doing, but I think it's really important to figure out what you're actually doing and what your business is, because, you know, you can just show up and like share every single thing, aspect of your life, which works for some people. But, you know, I found because I wasn't an influencer you know, for, you know, until a little while ago that when I was following people, I remember very vividly in my mind, what peeved me off, like from my, I was like, I, I'm, I'm here to know how to do my hair. I'm not here to see you drop your kids off at school kind of thing. You know, like it's, yeah. you, you're, you were following a beauty influencer for beauty, but then, and I do understand there's that whole entire show who's behind the brand, yeah. that movement of everything, but that didn't work for me. So I'm just going to tell you guys, like, this is what worked for me. Laser, like focus. I only do cleaning you know, you guys rarely see me, but I also just thought that it was kind of, um, I was really just saw so many people talking to their face cameras and I thought, you know, like I'm going to be different and see if yeah. that works. And it really did work for me. And, you know, in the beginning, I really, I, I did face camera talk and I did, but I just found the engagement and everything was more when they were looking at the dirty things. So uh, <laughs> I love when you like snap your fingers almost. And it's like, and it's clean. I love it. it like the before and afters, you hook me in. Like I have to see the after. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. And then there'll be times where like, I can't find the after, like I posted that shower track the other day and it was so oh, moldy it was so and, then, and it was, and I'm pulling like banked backlogged content or stuff that my staff has sent to me, you know, like months ago, I've, yeah. you know, I was like, we need as much as we can. Cause we might be closing you guys. And so that, and then everyone's like, we're like, you're ruining this for me. Where's the after. And I was like, no, but I was telling you guys about mold. And I'm like, I can't find it. Like it, yeah. it was just gone. I never, I don't think I ever had it, but I just wanted to show how dirty that was and how important it was to scrub it. Yeah. So, yeah. So believe me, I get like the, the uprising happens oh. if you get the after and you should uh, get like people to send them in. I don't know if you've done that or not, but like all the people, like get them to send them to you and just share, like, here's like the dirtiest shit oh, of yeah. the week. Page, the Facebook page is a wealth of that, right? Like yeah. there, you know, like some of the stuff that people are doing on there. Well, like some of it isn't technically where I'm like, that isn't the right, like, I don't want to share that with 1.7 million people. Uh, when I am sharing things, you know, like I don't, if you guys haven't noticed, like I don't show how to clean car seats. I don't show how to clean. We have to re you have to default to manufacturer because lots of stuff has, um, yeah, no. and you're very good at that. You're very good at that stuff. Yeah. And just specific things like that. So it's, you know, there's actually a, a, like a, liability method behind that kind of thing. But there is some really good stuff on there. If you're like jonesing and at least it's Facebook. So you kind of, you know, if you want to join that, I think it's like a hundred thousand people and, but they, but it's, you know, it's also Facebook. It comes with its drama. So be mindful of it. And, you know, we try to police it as best that we can, but there's certain things that are, you know, they, people send me stuff all the time in DM and then, but sometimes they don't want it shared too. So I say, uh, you know, can I share this? Uh, and then sometimes they say no. And sometimes they say yes. Like I don't tag. Right. So yeah. if they're going to, if they, you know, or there's people who are like, oh, you can only share it if you tag. And I'm like, well, I don't like, it just doesn't work that way. So yeah. it's just a matter of it's either you want it on or you don't. And, but some stuff is incredible. And then other stuff, uh, at the beginning, people really shared a lot of stuff with me or, I feel bad because they've sent me like 50,000 photos, but then I haven't looked at like the DMs. I haven't seen their DMs for two months because it just depends on when I'm on and when I can check because it's just not realistic that I can see everybody, which keeps me up at night, but yeah. So this might be like a bit of a loaded question because 
favorite tools. I mean, it might be really hard for you to narrow that down, um, but tools could also be like on a business side. It doesn't have to be like your favorite um, cleaning stuff, though I'm sure people would love to know what are your favorite things, um, but tools that make your life easier. You know, what are some things that you, that you use that are, that are really make your life easier? really good question. Obviously like Tide, we can't, we can't ignore that. Tide water, hot water, Tide and bleach. We always say like worse comes to worse. We can clean a house with like, we have nothing in like everything, you know, when there was a big shortage of cleaning, yeah. as long as I have the powder Tide and the bleach and the water, I, we can clean anything, you know, like maybe like the barkeepers is a big thing and it, it, it fixes a lot of stuff. Whereas Tide will always clean everything. Right. So, yeah. and you can, confident in that, that it just pulls the dirt off of everything. Uh, but yeah, barkeepers is one of my favorite products. And you know, like I, you know, I've never worked with them. Like I'm just telling everybody, like, I just love that product and believe in it so much. It does incredible things. Yeah, so I love it. yeah, that's not me being waived by anything. And I really, I do want, I do it's very important for me to be like, I only work with brands that I actually, you guys will see like the stuff I've been hawking for the whole time is, <laughs> is, you know, when a brand comes through, it's like score, we finally got them, you know, kind of thing. And then I'm trying to think about something in my personal life that would like that. I can't or business or your business, you know, like, my, like, well, just even a Google calendar at this point in my life, you know, I never thought I would be the kind of person that had to look online to see what I'm doing today. Um, but actually scheduling that has given me such a boundary in my life. Uh, and just like, okay, especially when we're working from home, it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, whatever I'll do it when I need to do it. It's just kind of deadlines. And we really like the uh, system of Asana project management program. So just, I'm not the hugest fan of it because, but my staff, like my whole team is, they're always like, did you check a Asana today? And I'm like, you guys, I got to check Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Now I got to check Asana. And they're like, no, but every, but then once you actually get used, that was how I was a little resistant to it at first. But now it's like, all my deadlines are there. And then every, you don't have to look through email threads. It's such a, that has been a big game changer. And, you know, I was very resistant to it at first, trying to figure out the system and how it works. But a lot of the people we work with use it too, like for website building and things like that. So that has been a great tool for us. Well, I mean, we can't forget your spin mop, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. right, right, right. Those are physical tools, right. Or vacuum, you know, like I, I couldn't live without a vacuum. My vacuum just lives out all the time, no matter what, all the time. It's just like there. And I just, they, it never occurs to me to grab the broom. You know, like I, ha- I said, we say no brooms allowed in the cleaning army, you know, like I do Love have it. a broom, guys, you know, yeah. but <laughs> I always think it just creates more of a mess. So yeah, my va- I would take, I would definitely, if I had to like go to a desert Island <laughs> I would take my, with a house on it, obviously I would take my, my little vacuum and water bleach and tide. And I could, I would be good, you know, as long as I don't, you know, if we're not putting food and books and movies into that, but yeah, yeah. those would be the three things I took if I had to go. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a couple of rapid fire questions. So some of these questions, I actually went into the cleaning army, um, and asked, you know, if there's anything people want to know, and to be honest, I didn't get as many as I had hoped, but I tried to comb through um, some of the ones that they, that they asked. And I also picked in a couple of my own because, you know, I'm a big girl fan, right? Big girl. I'm a big fan. Right. Um, so, okay. So rapid fire. So we'll try and get through, like answer as quickly as you can. First thing that comes to your mind. So the, the first one is what's the grossest thing you've ever seen that still gives you nightmares? The toothbrushes. Um, how many DMS would you assume that you get in a day? Uh, I think we average 5,000. What would be your cleaning spur- splurge if cost was no issue? 
hiring Go Clean Co. <laughs> like, yes. but, or wait, sorry, like daily. Like I would have someone who lived here and did this. You know, I would just have them come in once a week. I wouldn't, I don't want someone to live in my house. So I would say Go Clean Co. every Friday at my house and they, like everything would just be so perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect. Um, so when you visit a hotel, do you judge the cleanliness? Absolutely. <laughs> Have you ever been like disgusted and had to like change rooms? I actually had to do that once when I went to a hotel. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll leave, I will leave the name unnamed, yes, but I yes. uh, stayed at one this year and, uh, my sister was like staying in the rooms across from us. And she, she called down and said, you need, like, she was like, I need to change this room. Like, there's no way I can stay here. And she was like, this is COVID. Like we shouldn't be going through this. And it was guys, it wasn't, it wasn't a shitty hotel. It was a good hotel. Right. So, um, the boy warrior standard should definitely be a little bit higher. So yeah. Um, all that, but I would have, I, I didn't switch rooms. My room was clean, but hers was really dirty. And I saw it and she was even like, look at the vents with the video, you know, kind of thing. She was there three hours before me. I'm like, well, I hope mine isn't that bad, but mine was fine. So yeah, obviously it was just a bad day for whoever's working that day, but no, I do. I check. And then one thing I'm really, I try not to be too judgy, but I am judgy of businesses where I go in, in these COVID times and the bathrooms are not clean. Like, uh, and plus there's no access to bathrooms. So then I think like, I find the one bathroom. Yeah. It's dirty. Oh my goodness. It's always the gas station ones, right? Where you get the key and you're like, Oh, it's like grimy when you touch it. (laughs) And you're like, you know, I'm sure you do it too. Like now I like open all doors with my elbow, you know, and like the lights and everything like that. And I just, and my, if I take my daughter in there and like, do not touch anything, you know, like do not touch. I I can help you. We're good, but yeah, same thing. So yeah. So no, I just, that's my, probably my bigger pet peeve, especially businesses that are able to be open. They have the luxury right now of being open. And then to me, I think it's like all these small businesses who did everything they possibly can moved mountains to stay open and then they're not open. So I think it's a, I just think it's a slap in a face. Like you should be, everyone should be doing (laughs) their part. Get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hard, yeah. That's a prickly point for me. I I, I have, you know, like I have been known to be like that bathroom really needs some help, you know? It's COVID. And then they're like, oh yeah, it's like a 16 year old that doesn't give a shit. Right. They're like, okay, yeah, no problem. So anyways, (laughs) that's okay. Okay. So another question is what's something you wish people would stop installing in their homes in terms of cleaning? Marble. Uh, what materials in a home would you choose if you were to remodel? I, uh, they put IE tile versus hardwood. I wouldn't put hardwood in. So I would put in, I have laminate in my house and I absolutely love it. It's like, it's a, it's a bit of a higher end um, laminate, but it's definitely not the price of like engineered, you know, hardwood or vinyl plank flooring is really, is a really good choice. Um, I like tiles for specific things like bathrooms. Like it's just not beneficial to have, you know, even laminate in your bathroom because it can swell. So I would always say tiles in bathrooms, laminate flooring. I'm going to, I'm just going to boldly say that. We put vinyl in our basement and we love it. We love, love, love it. And, you know, I, we have a rental property, like you got, you probably followed the saga of cleaning the rental and that yeah. has hardwood floors. And, you know, I hated those. So, cause yeah. we lived there before we moved here. So it was like, I, I lived in that house. The hardwood floors were super dark. One dog would come over and it would scratch them. You know, it's just, and now I think things have changed obviously in the way the houses are being built and, you know, laminate wasn't a cool laminate. Well, maybe laminate still isn't cool to have, yeah. but 
at this point, I'm like, it's so good that you can't know the difference. We don't know the difference looking at it. And also it is so much more durable, right? You know, so for us and mine doesn't have a high shine, there's specific things like that, but yeah, tile, um, I would never put in for appliances. I'm actually supposed to be working on another book about this, but for appliances, take a dishwasher, you know, the new dishwashers, how like the digital is on the top. Yeah. of the panel and then you shut it like why are we putting digital stuff where there's water and steam so mine's you know mine is fried and I've been in my house for it only works on the two hour and 30, 45 minute cycle at this point in time instead you know my my 26 minute cycle is gone and frustrates me so much obviously I would never go with a front load washing machine I'm very adamant about that yeah. um I only like top loaders and when I say a top loader I mean a non-locking lid with an agitator you know, I'm very specific on what the things that, and quite frankly, the ones that I like are the lowest price point. I'm just going to say that it's like what your grandma had. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I think it just drives me crazy that something costs $4,000 is wrecked in everyone's houses that we go to. Um, I watched one recently it, where you had the, you did like a laundry and I was dying. I was dying with how gross it was. <laughs> smell them when we walk into the house. It doesn't make sense. And also a lot of the things I've learned as I'm doing some education with some brands, like, you know, the whole entire laundry game has had to change because of these high efficiency washing machines, which i fully understand the high efficiency part of it. And, you know, and, but that being said in the end, if your, if your clothes aren't getting clean, you're washing your clothes more, you know? Yeah. So there's like a, it's a fine balance of figuring out what actually works for you. Um, and uh, you know, as we, we, as the consumer are trying to wash, you know, huge loads of laundry now because we don't have any time. Yeah. Uh, and instead of in the olden days, you know, and I'm talking like when I was a kid, uh, yeah. you know, my mom did small loads and that was it. Right. And hot. And she let stuff soak and things like that. So yeah, yeah I would specifically say that. And then, you know, I'm currently having a absolute horror, like horror story with my shaker cabinets at my house, you know, with manufacturer, all that stuff. I would never put those in ever again in my whole entire life. Um, I would definitely do like a flat front or something, even if it was a shaker cabinet, if it had like minor, you know, 90 degree angles, I would definitely put something that like, if there was any type of moisture, it would drip off of it. Right. So, um, yeah, so that type of thing, I I could go on and on, but the (laughs) thing that we definitely, and again, marble, I would, I would never put marble in a house. You know, it's just, even the people that we work with that are in million dollar homes in the end, they absolutely regret putting in marble. So I mean, the marble manufacturer is going to put it like if I end up dead in a ditch, <laughs> I'm going to say that, you know, my own Dateline episode, it's like so-and-so for, you know, just, but I just really <laughs> did like it and it's not my type of, it's, it's just so hard to maintain and you have to be so careful with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mine has like stained and I didn't, we didn't build our house, but ours is stained and I'm like almost ready to rip it out because it's just like, not sure how to get it out. But anyways, <laughs> but one thing that might be important to say here is you can have it refinished. So just have a guy come in or, you know, or do your research on YouTube, you know, like yeah. my partner's very, very handy. Um, and I'm lucky for that, but you can come in and get it resealed. Like we had a situation at work, like we aren't perfect. We wreck someone's marble and you know, something splashed back. You can't bleach marble, some bleach splashed back from something. And it was like instantly etched. Like normally that doesn't happen. It was super sensitive. And so we just had to bring a guy in and the guy was like, this is like the most soft stone, even though it's not a soft stone. Do you know what I mean? Like a a mental stone. And he's like, it just doesn't have a good enough seal on it. So you just need to re most of the time. What is your stain with? 
it's in our shower. It's like one of those seats, you know, and it's like a piece of marble on the seat. So it's like um, we have uh, iron and hard water and things like that. And it just, yeah, it was like that before we moved in, but yeah. So you could, you could probably seal it yourself. Do you know what I mean? So you could give it a good scrub and then, cause it's already wrecked already. You give it a good scrub with something that's going to lift that up. And then you could, and then I would reseal it. Cause the reason it's getting stained is because your seal is gone. Like lots of people don't realize that my marble is only, my marble wouldn't stain if the seal was there. Right. So you don't, there's a, there's a little bit of a, and obviously it was gone before your people moved in. Right. So you're going to destroy it. It's just, it's going to take the finish off. And that's what I don't want people to do. You know, go and spray vinegar. You can't vinegar your marble. You can't bleach your marble. You can't do all of these things because it's such a temperamental stone. So, and I, trust me, it looks beautiful, but you can, you can really achieve a lot of the same look with quartz and cheaper and it's much easier to maintain. So, Mm -hmm. and no, I, I want to rip out all my granite and just put quartz because it's like, but it's so much granite. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind it kind of hides stuff because it's a little bit of brown white and like black it's, it's easy to hard to maintain yeah it totally is and that's what I mean you know things shouldn't be yeah, the first part of home maintenance is cleaning and then the second part is sometimes we can't fix stuff from scrubbing it like we can fix a lot of stuff from with barkeepers friends and things like yeah. that but and, you know I've been in this house for three years and you know my cabinets have some chips on them I was just saying that and then also yeah. just you know, I, my baseboards are starting to get banged up, that type of thing. Like you can't expect it to be perfect. You still have to maintain things, but yeah. at the, in the end, you know, this is one of the big, like I said, Brian Balmer says, you know, this is one of the biggest investments of your whole entire life. So yeah. those things you have to maintain them. And sometimes maintaining just means putting a new a seal on your granite or that yeah. type of, because in the end, even though it seems like a big pain in the ass and a job, it's going to save you so much time in the end, cleaning yeah. it and maintaining <laughs> it. So, Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about, um, you expanding and the franchise thing, but was there, um, is there ever, or I mean, I guess you can't tell me, but I'm curious, like, would you ever consider like franchising out? Is that something that you've considered? Um, well, we have considered it, um, at this point in time, we're going to roll out the go clean co approved and then we'll go from there. And we've kind of like resigned ourselves to the fact that, you know, if you live in Calgary and surrounding areas, you can get your house cleaned by the original Go Clean Co. And yeah. that's where we're at right now. I can't, you never, I don't like to say never say never as a business owner. Right. Yeah. But again, from who I am as a person and what I want my life to look like, I don't really, at this point in time, I'm not super keen on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's more I'm from so- us, you know, the fans, we like, you know, sometimes I, I literally, and I love that you're doing the, like the approved thing, because sometimes I'm like, I wish somebody that I could hire would come in and do what you do, you know, like, can I just give you this handbook and do this, you know, <laughs> like, a vetting process too so it's not like it's just like you know every joe that comes along is going to be able to take this course do you know what i mean like we have to be able to vet them make sure the integrity of the brand of what we're doing holds its value right like i you know my biggest sell on the cleaning companies that i'm hoping to take this course is going to be that you know you're going to be able to charge more money it's going to be more work don't get me wrong but if you're already cleaning based on our methods insane telling people that uh, this backing is going to really ensure it for you yeah. you know and people are going to and people are willing you know even from the market research that we've done people are willing to spend the money yeah they are they are they're all at they, home right they're, now. like they're adamant about it they you know they all go on our website and like 
even if they're in text, we get so we have some weird thing with our booking system where like people can some, for some reason, book us in Texas. And then we have to be like, we aren't in Texas. It's just like, there's like, might be a cow, like, I don't know. Anyways, we, we, we fixed it with our it people, but it was going on a lot last year. And, uh, we were, they were like, oh my goodness. And like, they were that, you know, usually American on that side of the border, um, things are, the price point is much lower. Right. And no one was batting an eye at the price point there, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So that was good for us to know too. And just also I, I pay my staff really fairly. Um, you know, they don't get paid minimum wage. They don't even start at minimum wage. And, you know, I, I, I strongly believe that you have to pay people based on the standard of living. You know, I want people to be happy, yeah. you know, money and time off makes people happy. You know, we, we did that this, it was like Christmas. It was like no Christmas party because of COVID, but I was like, well, everybody just wants some time off and some money. Like that's just how it works. So, yeah. and you know, what do I want? They usually want the same thing as me. So <laughs> okay. anyways, I by that, that they can by able to charge more, hopefully they can create more fair jobs. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So if you could only choose one tide or bleach, <laughs> I think I would probably go with tide because I just think that even just tide and hot water does a lot. Whereas bleach is more of a disinfection where, um, tide has more cleaning power because it has surfactants in it and enzymes and everything. So definitely pulls dirt off more, but yeah, science-y. I love the nerding out Facebook page. That's a really good question. No, it was mine. <laughs> it's mine. I'm taking it. <laughs> I like that question. That's a really good one. What's one thing you'll never outsource? Who's behind the stories on Instagram? Awesome. It, love it. Yeah. It's, we just actually went through a whole entire like cycle of, um, trying to find a social media manager and like, holy cow, the backlash on like me posting that we're like, no. And I just was like, no, this is my baby. Like I said, I feel like I've won the lottery. There's not, it's it, as much as this is a business brand, it's so tightly tied to per, my personality that mm, we can't replicate it. And we're not going to try to, I'm not going to try to pull the wool over every, anyone's eyes. So no, I will never farm that out. <laughs> Um, so one other question, this is one of mine. <laughs> so how did all this change affect your family? I mean, I don't know if you want to share too much, but I'm curious, how did it affect your family? The handbooks have been a bestseller. I'm pretty free with that. They've done really good. They've freed up just our life. It's made, and I haven't spoken too much to this here, but there was a, when I closed down at the beginning of the pandemic, I closed down both my businesses and, you know, scary. Yeah. Scary. Right. And like, I was one of those people that was like, am I going to be able to delay my mortgage? You know, like I, I was oh, Google making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And it's like, I was on there. I was like, Scotia bank, what are they doing? That type of thing, you know? And then, you know, and, <laughs> and I remember being like, I saw ATB, like ATB financial who had business with my bank. This is just a little rant here, but I was like, they were like so great and emailing me about everything. And then Scotia was like, pay your mortgages, but then they like changed their tune. Right. But even so we were, I was so scared. And so that, and then like for things to change so substantially for us is such a big deal. So, and I also, I didn't think that when I closed the cleaning company, like it was, I loved it, but it was a huge headache. Staff doesn't show up there's a lot, there was so much stuff. And like, again, my margins weren't, weren't impressive. And we'd only been in business for like under a year. And so at that point I was like, I remember my stepdad said like, why are you going to reopen this thing? Like it's such a headache. All you do is work. And I had another company that I was working, that I was working on too. Just like, you know, so too many sticks in the fire. And I thought in my head, you know, if I don't come back, I could probably just run this Instagram and like go back to dog walking kind of thing. So like, I want people to really understand that that this has been 
definitely a life changer for us and for me. And I'm so happy and people are so incredibly supportive, you know, like, and I try to, we have a funny thing. Like we always say, like we're dirty bastards, but we're also cheap bastards. Like price point for me is really important that every, I didn't, I wanted that handbook to, you know, lots of digital products are in the 40 or 50 buck range kind of thing. Whereas me, I wanted it to be like something people didn't have to talk about their, you know, it's like Starbucks. Like I can go to Starbucks. Most people go to Starbucks and spend, you know, 12 bucks on a coffee kind of thing. So I just wanted or two coffees or whatever for them and their friends. I just wanted it to be, you know, without a thought that they were able to do that. And so, yeah, so it's just changed our life so, so much, but at the same time, I'm still the same person. It's crazy to go from how am I going to pay my mortgage, right? To where you are, that we all felt that like craziness that came. And it's, it's obviously you, like you said, the queen of pivot <laughs> and you made it work. Um, but yeah, like it did it. I was, I don't know. I had this in my head and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do people call you? Like, do they say like, Hey, you're the go queen co or it is like, I don't know your, your family. Do they like, Oh, you're like go queen co family or whatever. Oh, my, my family is like, we're the most down to earth people in the world. They'll be like, <laughs> my head got too big. They pop my, you know what I mean? My, like, it's just, they're my, you know, my mom, everyone's so supportive and super proud of me and everything like that. But you know, my older sister, she's, she's an entrepreneur too. She is a cosmetology teacher in Edmonton and then she owns a hair salon. So she's like doing, she's juggling these balls too. And then, but for her, like talking to her, she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, what are we going to like, where are we going for supper kind of thing? You know, it's just that kind of thing. And it's again, like I said, I'm surrounded by right, pretty down to earth people. And I kind of, I'm also very, um, my spidey senses are always up. Like, I don't like being surrounded by yes men either. Like people who just say, you know, this is great and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like what is actually going to work? And we're all, and I really want this to have longevity. So we're working on that. Like we've, the things are, you know, we have bestsellers and we have lots of brands who want to work with us. And when we have team meetings, you know, we want to be able to hire more people. We want to keep contributing and creating jobs and providing valuable content for everybody who's following us. And we don't want to lose this special thing that we have because it is special, right? So so yeah. And it's, it's also, it's kind of magical. Like it's just something that, and I don't want to be like, oh, shucks, I can't believe this happened for so long. Cause at some point I also do have a lot behind who I am as a person. And I believe like, man, I've been doing the 15, like I said, 15 years, I've been an entrepreneur. It's like, Jesus, damn, something finally worked. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself on that kind of yeah. thing. My, my partner always said the same said to me, you know, you would be even in the pandemic and stuff. He's like, I just remember you like sitting on the couch, like crying, thinking like, what are we going to do? And then he's like, you just they, like two hours later, you were like, come out swinging again. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I, but I think that's part of how important, you know, you just don't want to give up. And yeah. I started this podcast actually in May last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like I was just like, you know what? I need to do something. I've been wanting to do it. Same with you, like wanting to do this forever. And I just said, let's do it, you know? And so, you know, that was, that could happen. You know, it's just, and I think that too, my, my, one of my new year's resolutions was to stop saying what's the worst thing that could happen and start saying, what's the best thing that could happen. And you know, it's hard because I'm totally a like worst case scenario. Okay. What if this bad, all of these bad things happen, but then I'm always like, but now I'm trying to ask that question first to, because I never asked myself that question. And now it's like the best thing ever did just happen to us. 
So it's, it's feasible, you know, and, and again, like going back to people don't see this like cookie side of me. I shouldn't even say cookie, just the manifestation and believing in myself and everything, but it's, it's so much about mindset. It really is. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be a little bit more open about that kind of stuff, but I just, I really, truly believe that. And my partner, like he's had a career for a long time and I rub off on him because he always said to me, like, how do you get up? Like, you don't have a boss. You don't have anybody like, how do you get up and go? I'm like, because I love it. And like, guess what? End of the day, you know, these 12 bucks I made are mine (laughs) and it feels good. There's something there that's addicting about it. I'm curious. So this is just more of a businessy one. What would you say, or I guess maybe from like, from an outside, you know, like think of yourself pre crazy goat clean co. Um, what would you have assumed is the most lucrative part of being an influencer and what actually has been the most lucrative thing for you? The most lucrative thing is the handbooks. Okay. Cause we have our own product and they create like, you know, writing them and designing them and doing all of that stuff and make sure they work on download that like front end work is heavy, but then once they're done, they were, they, you know, they sell themselves kind of thing, but the people believe in our product that we're selling. Um, the, So that's been lucrative on creating something as a product that we as a brand have. And then the other side of it would be the brands and the sponsorships. It would be more lucrative if I took everything that came down the pipe for us. And Mm -hmm. I don't. So like I said, I'm super picky. You guys trust me so much that I'm not willing to just start posting outfits. I'm not, you know, and it comes through every day, lipstick, beauty, shampoo, I did do the shampoo thing, but that was like, I didn't make any money on that. Like Aveda wasn't doing that kind of thing, but I was more like, just scrub your hair, you guys. Cause it's hard water. It, it did fit, but yeah. all of those things that, that do come through as offers, I don't take them. That's yeah. a better way. Cause I just trust you guys. And I'm, and I think like, what the hell does the hell does that fit? And I always think it's funny because there's, I'm always happy to try new cleaning products. I'm always happy to have stuff, you know, a cleaning product sent for a testing, like marble. I'm always looking for marble cleaners. Oh my goodness. Like, please keep sending, you know, and every, but then, and then I'm like, no, that's, and I only back something that I believe in. So yeah. they're, so I'm, they're fewer and further between, they could be a very abundant. And I have a lot of feelings about over, you know, too many swipe ups. So, yeah. you know, I don't like I don't like following influencers where it feels like one huge ad and they're just constantly hawking stuff at me. Unless like that's the, the whole entire premise of it is like sales and things like that. But yeah. I'm following someone and then it's just constant swipe ups. Eventually people just stop checking your stuff. So yeah, um, yeah so it could, be, it could be definitely more, but the, I, don't, I just don't, I don't want to sell out that way. And I don't feel like it's fair to you guys. Again, I value what's happened to us too much. So yeah. that part of it, but I will be, you know, I'm surprised at what influencers get paid now that I know. So I will say that. <laughs> That's what I I mean. Like, I'm curious to think from my side of it, you know, like what I would assume, right? They must be making so much money on this. Like, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Sorry if this hurts anyone. Hello Fresh, right? But then like maybe they're they're not making anything because I always see ads, right? Like especially those types of things. Like I'm willing to divulge this much. Like, so when you're working with a sponsored post, like, and I don't think people talk about this too much. So um, when you're working with a sponsorship and a brand, you know, they come through and then someone, you know, you have rates and you have engagement and you have all those things that you present to them. And then they come through with an offer for you. And then like, if you're willing to take it, then you have to like brainstorm on actually what you're going to do. Then everybody has to agree to it. Then it has to be approved. So when you see like a sponsor post rollout, it's been filmed like three weeks before normally, because then all the marketing team has to weigh in on it. They give you feedback. 
Then you're like, okay, I'll change these things. Reshoot it a couple of times. Like I said, this isn't hard. Okay. I'm going to, I'm really going to preface this. It is not hard. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how it actually works. And then you get approval and they're like, you can go live. There's all these things. Like it's like, like you're on TV, you know, they were in, you're really filming a commercial. That's really what it is. But again, you're using your iPhone and it's just you and you get to be who you are. And my big thing that we push is that if I am doing sponsorships, I will not infomercial sell out. I have to be my voice. And if it doesn't, if they won't accept that, then we just don't do it. Right. So there's a lot of back and forth where it goes into it, but again, it's not hard, but then on top of it, sometimes you get offers where, you know, they don't necessarily want to pay you like a flat fee. They just want to pay you based on your sales because, and I actually believe that as an entrepreneur, the back end of it, because, you know, it's like, she says she can sell this but whether or not she does. So I'd much rather share, share, you know, 10%, an affiliate, you know, an affiliate link, which most know what that is. If people don't know, it's like at no cost to you, you get a commission sale. So anything people swipe up to, you get a cut of the money. And that, and I think that that's a great performance plan because honestly, you, then you perform and you're going to put in the work. And if it doesn't work, then nobody's out any money. And then most of the time they'll come back to you if you do well, like our kind of claim to fame is like, we sell stuff out. Right. So yeah. you, once the clean, it's the cleaning army gets their hands on it, it's hard to find. So I'm always happy to do different deals and stuff like that. It's just a matter of, yeah, just making it work. And so, yeah, so there's two, there's totally a lot of back end side of it. Again, it is not hard. It is not hard. It is not hard. I just, just, you know, I, I, I just think it's hilarious. It's like, okay, I got to go like play on my phone for two hours and then send this thing off to, you know, somebody at Canadian Tire. Like, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah, you can't complain about it. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, <laughs> and maybe you can ask your Tide people this, but I feel like this is just my opinion that you've almost revived Tide powder because to me, I actually had not even before, like, I don't really remember seeing it. Like, I don't even, I don't see it. And when I shop, you know, like, but now, like, I, I wonder if like Tide powder, like they've had to like raise their stocks or something, Like you should invest in it or something, you know, <laughs> because if I had invested in it before the pandemic. I will, but who would, like I said, who would have ever thought, but no, I think it's so funny. I did a video the other day where I was at like Calgary co-op and I, I was at like this self-checkout and they had like a big, you know, like a pyramid of powdered Tide, like as if I, I remember like it, it was a lineup and stuff. So I didn't want to mess around, but I was thinking in my head, I'm like, there was no way that this would have been here before 2020, you know, kind no. of thing. And for that, and you know, it's fun to go into Canadian Tire and they have like all our products and like one grouping kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I would be really interested to find out. I don't, uh, you know, no one's disclosed any of the sales to me on what's okay. happened, but I've done a lot of math on like how many people bought, bought a $20 box of Tide. You know, I did a poll recently and was like, I said that, I think I was like, how many of you guys actually bought the tide? And some people were like, I don't believe the hype. And then, but it's, the thing is, is that once you buy it, it's over. You're yeah. like it, uh, you, you're like, okay, she was right. And then you're sold. So <laughs> you continue I use it on my clothes. So you sold me, you sold me. I use it on my clothes too. I don't use, you know, I don't use anything else besides that. I'll put in like a scoop of OxyClean if I have wipes and possibly, you know, my kids stained or something like that, just yeah. a, a bit of an extra or strip kind of thing. But other than that, that's all I use. I just, and I, but I've used that forever. It hasn't ever, it's not like I just started using it. It's just, well, I didn't. So you converted me. <laughs> Um, okay. There's just two left. Um, what's one thing you wish that you had started from the beginning? Anything. The beginning of go clean co. Yeah. I wish I wouldn't have been so scared to hire people like just before we exploded, even, you know, it was very like, I, you know, I wanted to pretty, a lot of depth here, but I wish I would have had a little bit more trust in, 
other Everybody people. feels that though. I think I, I feel that I have a hard time trusting people. Right. Like, yeah. So. With your baby, it's like, it's your blood, sweat and tears, you know, and then you end up, but the thing is, is that I just can't stress enough how important it was to do that and like to let go a little bit and how much my business flourished from it. Yeah. You know, and now, and they have to talk, like, literally we, <laughs> they, like my team now knows how I resist hirings. I still do it. Don't get me wrong. Like we're, we, we actually ended up high, we're going with, um, an in-house social media person instead of going with an agency, just because we feel like, you know, we are a big thing and we need someone who's working on us like eight hours a day kind of thing. Yeah. And so, but they like Courtney had to like, talk me around. She didn't have to talk me around. She had to listen to me, talk <laughs> myself into hiring her. And I said, I, and I said to her, I was like, I have to, I'm so sorry. I do this every time we hire someone, even if it's like an admin person, who's just like doing customer service. And she's like, I know your process, Sarah, you take it really seriously that, you know, someone's paying their mortgage out of this job and you don't ever want to lay anyone off. Cause I think like, they're going to be here forever. They're never going to leave. And <laughs> <laughs> which like everyone moves on to bigger and better things. That's totally yeah. fine. But she, but so like I said, I still do. I did it yet. I did it literally like two days ago. So it's not, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not over it. Don't get me wrong, but I do. I feel once I make the decision and I go with it, I'm like open arms, come on in. I'm ready to go. It's just, I resist it a lot or I get scared. And, but again, I know the path to it is that person is going to yeah. And it's, it. I wish I had done it before. And I wish I had learned the lesson of like, you know, throw caution to the wind, but it's like you said, it's so hard. Mm. All right. Last but not least. So in 20, was it 2019? Yeah. 2019. Um, Jillian Harris came to like a networking kind of like uh, inspiring women chat thing in Toronto. And I went to see her and like, I got to like meet her, but you know, meet and greet was about 15 seconds. So no, <laughs> like it was a great thing, but it was so cool meeting her. But what was it like meeting her in person and like being in her home? Like, I know we've sort of chatted about it, but what was it really like? Like, were you kind of like how I was just like fangirling or what, like, what was it like? Um, it was, um, the best way to describe it was she was just so normal. Like it's, we build people up in our heads to be like something you know, extravagant or like, Oh my God, it's Jillian Harris. And then she's just like, she's, just, she's normal. Yeah. I'm normal. <laughs> and, and she was hilarious and kind. And, and you know, the one thing, and I have spoke about this before, but one thing that really, really like was so I found like about her kindness in her heart was that she took the time to let every single one of my staff member, like take her through each room that they clean and show her the job that they did in service. Oh. Like, you know, and she was like, she gave them all a book, which was really nice, but that was more that moment, like that three minutes that they had with her and her being super, and she's very engaging and she, she's not distracted. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that to me was, that showed me a lot about who she is as a person, right? Like she could have just been like, yeah, whatever they're, yeah. you know, most thanks. of my staff in their early twenties. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. See you later. And I'm not saying that I expected her to do that. I'm just saying that it was such an extra little touch that took 10 minutes, you know, well, probably it took an extra 40 minutes, but she was yeah. so thankful 
you know, that we did this work for her kind of thing. Right. So, and, and her husband was the same way. It was just, so I will say that that's how it was. And then she was helpful to me saying, how did you get hooked up with estate five? And like, I hope that you have, like, do you need anything? And, you know, I know this has happened so fast for you. And that's what, that's what she was like. So she's just like that. And she's like, she is on social media. I would say that, you know, it's just, I think we build our, we build up ideas in our head about (laughs) what people are just like, I think if you met, I would, you know, I like, I follow lots of famous people like Chrissy Teigen and I was like, I will, I would totally be friends with her, you know, kind of thing. It's like kind of thing, but you, but still you, you think you would fangirl on it. And, uh, yeah. So now I don't know. I just, (laughs) (laughs) it's fun for me because I, one thing I do like to do is when we hook ourselves up with an influencer and we've hooked up with other influencers that are smaller, obviously like Bose and Bento's and, um, Jessica Jansen, who are local influencers here, but it's really fun to watch their stories from like a follower point of view for a really long time and then go into their houses. That's really cool. Cause yeah. you think, then you walk around and you're like, I totally didn't expect this house to be the way it's laid out. Like, I like that kind of stuff myself. And, um, you know, and then like going in and seeing like their clothes in their closet, it's a nightmare, like those type of things you're like, okay, you know, so it just makes everybody more real. I think that's the best part about it. And that's part of what our magic is, right? Like everybody's the same. So everyone else is a mess in the end. How can people find you or follow you if they're not already? Uh, okay. Uh, at go clean co on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're all the same handle there. Facebook, um, it's the Go Clean Co. official fan page is what it's called. And then um, www.bleachpraylove.com is our website. And then if you are local and want to book a house clean with us, www.gocleancoyyc.com. So there's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of connections, but yeah. And that's, that's where you can find us and send me a DM because I do answer them most of the time as the best Ooh. as I can. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000 a day. Yeah. It's a full-time job. <laughs> it really, it, it, that's what I'm, when I say like, you know, I'm not going to let anyone else do that job. It's, you know, it, I could do it all day long. And then it's funny. Cause if I get in, get into it with like, not get into it, but get talking to people, like it doesn't stop. It's like fun. Right. You're like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, I was talking to somebody today about real estate and where you are like, on the oh. like East. And she was like, it's so expensive here. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, cause everything's going for so high, such high prices. Yeah. It's like I have friends all over the world, Australia, you know, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. I will say this is really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I love those rap- rapid fire questions. Cause it's nice to be like, what are people thinking of that? They want to know the actual answers and what would I gut re- gut reaction say? It was good. Wow. There was so much good info in this conversation. It goes to show you that if you have the right mindset from the beginning, you're bound to be successful. Huge shout out to Sarah for gifting us all these amazing tips. I checked off this bucket list moment being able to chat with her, and I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to keep on giving more than you ever expect to receive. Make sure you head on over to our show notes page at www.grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business where you'll find all our info and links to Sarah's amazing cleaning handbooks that are a must-have for keeping your home go clean co clean. If you missed last week's episode, make sure you head on back and give it a listen as this is a two-part interview. Until next time.